Welcome to the Krypton Podcast, your podcast for all things related to sci-fi's Superman prequel series, Krypton. Though I don't really know that we can call it a Superman prequel series anymore. Since yeah, it's just Krypton. It's just kind of Krypton. Um, and since, uh, as per the finale, Superman doesn't exist. But, um, I'm Michelle, with me as always is Lacey, and tonight Andy is with us as well. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for having me on the show again. It's been, it's been a while. Yes, yes. So, yeah, um, it's been two weeks. last week when I didn't have anything to watch. I know. I was you have, you have so nothing confused. to watch? Well, no, I have a million things to watch, <laughs> but I think I've sort of been kind of spiking my week around, like, Krypton's on Wednesdays, and now I don't, I, I don't know what day it is. I know, Wednesday oh. came and went, and there was no Krypton, there was no live tweeting of the cast. There was no prepping to record, and I was... I know, I haven't I talked was... to you in, like, two weeks. This is very... I mean, other than the internet, we talked right. the internet, obviously. <laughs> but, like, I haven't actually heard your voice in, like, two weeks, and this is very upsetting. So weird. I think we should be like, this is... We're making an episode, because there is no episode, so get ready <laughs> for this, everybody, of us talking about a lot of random stuff for the next, like, few months. I think we decided this was going to be our sort of, like, season one kind of wrap-up. Thing. That's kind of the thematic angle we're going with. Who knows, as any of you who have spent any time with us at all know, <laughs> if we will stick to that. But it's a goal. We have one. We have some goals. We have some... We have a list. We're going to do some stuff. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. It'll be cool. <laughs> It'll be cool. So, yeah, we're basically just going to kind of, like, freeform talk here about the entire season as a whole. Um... So yeah, Andy, why don't you uh, start us off? What what was your like overall? Did you like it? Did you love it? Are you excited about season two? I mean, I I mean, I'm glad that that I have more than two hundred eighty characters to talk about the show because I <laughs> I have been so insanely in love with the show since since it started. I I was one of those people in the beginning when it was first announced, like over oh, three years ago, that I'm like, this is stupid. Why does why do we need a show but Superman's grandpa? Like this is silly, whatever. And then uh, and then and then Cameron Cuff happened, and uh, I this show I I think it's it's been part of this new this new era that I'm calling you know the hashtag New Beast TV, which has you know basically been Black Lightning and Krypton and stuff because you know I've been so impressed with some of these new DC TV shows we've gotten this year and Krypton has definitely been one of them. And I I guess I didn't know this was a show I needed this much because I'm a, everyone's damn obsessed uh because it, it's such it's just so good. It's nice to have a DC TV show I can be excited again about on Wednesdays because before it used to be Arrow, but that was like ten years ago. Um yeah, so, sorry, not sorry. But then, no, mm-hmm. I really love the the mythology this show has created and that they, you know, they're you know, they're, they're pulling from the DC universe, but they're doing, you know, they're not afraid of going their own own path, and uh, be, which I think is great because when you're whenever you're doing it, I mean, I guess Michelle, I know you, you're watching Gotham as well. I know, like, when, with, you know, with something like Gotham, like, it's sometimes you can do. There's only so much you can do, like, on, in, in your own way, with, before you have to like go back to like, you know, well, this is how the mythos are. But with Krypton, I feel like they're like they're not afraid of it, and so that's why I like to see the finale, especially, and which I know we'll talk about in a bit, was just mind blowing to me because I'm like, well, this, you know, I love when when showrunners are not afraid to take a take a risk, and I, yeah, so it's I, I'm really I'm really impressed with the show was done, and I'm. <sighs> I'm pissed. We have to wait till next year. I don't understand like why 
we can't just like go back you know go go into the future like i mean like heck i mean you know barry it's barry i know barry is not allowed to go back you know into the past but hey you go into the future and just watch a show i guess so you know i say we just let's just do that because i want i want my season two now <laughs> well, it's so far away yeah, if I had my way, season two would be like we would have just watched the first episode tonight, and <laughs> can't they just you know like insta create it for me? They don't no, need like, like when they time. might come by next year. Um the the night of the season finale, Wallace Day did like an Instagram live, um, and she was talking with Cameron and Sean, and she she said that she believes that they're you know, going to start filming, um, same, same as they did last year in October and that we should receive it same as we did this year. So probably in March. So March, hmm. 2019. Yeah. It's still a long time. I'm kind of, I'm really hoping that Krypton, uh, comes to New York Comic Con. That would be really exciting. If they do, Lacey and I will definitely go to the panel and. Oh my gosh. We'll probably do like, here's us at the bar. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to figure out you know, some uh, way to like live like I mean I guess you I can just do it from my personal account but like live insta stream and stuff we'll do some some cool stuff cross your I fingers hope I hope I, they come I'm kind of hopeful about it actually because like last year sci-fi had like sci-fi was the big sponsor so I feel like the they did it at the Comic Con too I feel like there was like you know sci-fi things everywhere I'm like you know oh I guess they're they're sponsoring Comic Con this year as opposed to Whoever was doing it last year, so I, but no, I hope that Krypton will be present at, at, at all the conventions that are coming up this year, like you know San Diego, New York, and then WonderCon because, yeah, I, I don't want to have to wait. You know, we're gonna have to wait till at least January to get a damn trailer. So yeah. just you know, sci sci-fi don't hold back. Just just give us stuff. <laughs> yeah, give us I mean, well, there probably isn't a lot they can give us, but like the cast is adorable. They clearly love each other. Like, just let them be awesome together and we'll all be happy i'm hoping maybe we'll get some um you know maybe there'll be like some new casting or some little hints that are dropped out for us um i know there was a the starkville's house of l podcast did an interview with cameron walsh so he talked a little bit about um you guys should give that a listen that it's pretty cool that the way they interviewed him and stuff but uh he talked about you know perhaps visiting another city next year and um, next season, you know, maybe going to Argo City or Kryptonopolis. So I hope we get little little drips and drabs and tidbits like that up while we're waiting for a trailer. I know. We have to have episode topics, y'all. you got to give us something. <laughs> Is it bad that, like, you know, since I know that Super Bowl, they introduced um, Argo City, like, a few weeks ago or something like that, uh, that I, all I think of is, like, you know, well, why can't it just look like Krypton? Like, is it, like, is it bad that I am so bad at appreciating, like, now what the scene that we should have to do because I'm just like just do like Krypton Put, like you know like where's my where, where's, where's my Krypton hashtag not my Krypton hashtag, hashtag not my Argo City <laughs> yeah no, it was but I was like it's not it's not sci-fi Krypton so. I'm not gonna lie I'm a Supergirl fan I watch Supergirl and Krypton has sort of like ruined it a little bit for me because every time I watch it I'm like why can't you be as good as Krypton oh then then you must have geeked that a lot this week <laughs> Supergirl because I know you ship a shooting couple. I do. I still ship them. I still ship caramel are still my ship, but wait, is that Ooh. the ship name? I didn't know that. That's yeah. Sadly, <laughs> that, that, yes, that's their name. I mean, his name is Mon L. I understand that he's like a comic book character, but like, I just it's like the worst name. 
It's kind of like our, our Krypton folks. Like they have they have really hard names to smush together. Lacey and I try all the time. We're like, what? Darren Vicks. Like what is there? Like Lyda and Seg. Like what is <laughs> Sida? No, Leg. it's just like. Le- <laughs> so I just I've just taken to using their last names. Like they're Zadel or. I should leg. Oh my I mean, God, it's I'm... so bad. I mean, like like. Nissa and Seg aren't any better. Like, Sissa, what is that? <laughs> but let's not forget the OTP. Strange-o! Strange-o. Which, 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 oh, oh I have a, that's a good one. That is actually a good one. Well, I like to take, I like to take credit for that. I feel like I haven't seen anyone okay. else refer to it as Strange-o, no so I'm thought, going. No one else has done this. You're, you're the one who created it. And that's I'm going to, I'm the one who created it, and that's it. I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> Wasn't it an episode where Adam was like, I mean, because you guys kept talking about it, it was like that, like, you know, like he has like art, like eyes for days. It was, it was something he was complimenting Seg's eyes, something like that. I'm like, uh huh, that's more than just a compliment, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the same episode that he checks out a guy. This, that's where my whole like love for them came from. I mean, obviously, we know Adam's gonna end up with Alana, which is totally fine, but no, it's not fine. No, it is. Alana's like the love of his... No, I need my Alana. She's the love of his life. We've established that clones exist in this universe, so everyone can have their ship of choice because everyone can have a clone. So everyone can get with everyone else in our clone-filled polyamorous... Yep. Lacey and I have it all worked out. Everybody's going to be with everybody. It's fine. So we can have... Mr. and Mrs. Strange, we can have Strange L. It's all gonna work out fine. I mean, clones are a thing. Yep. We can do that. I can't wait for Adam to get out of the bottle and be reunited with Seg and have a beautiful this... reunion. I, I may, I may, I may, I may go into fan fiction after this episode and start <laughs> writing some Strange L stuff. <laughs> I'm mildly obsessed with their relationship, mildly. Just... What if he doesn't come back for season two, Michelle? What are you gonna do then? I'm I'm sorry. Who who? What if who doesn't come back for season two? If, if Adam doesn't come back, um, why on earth would you put that into the universe? <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe he's getting his own spinoff. I don't know. Adam will definitely be back. Are you sure? Do you yes, feel confident about it? I am one hundred percent. Okay. Well, I feel confident about it because everyone thinks he's dead, and everybody at least has to realize that he's alive. My logic. Well, he's on Planet Detroit now, so... Uh, yeah, that's my canon now. I'm going to call it Detroit. Screw calling it Earth. You know, hey, you know just call it, Detroit is a good name for a planet. I'm, I'm just saying. If there was any kind of, like, future in which Adam was not going to be in Season 2, I'm going to find Cameron Welsh. We're going to have words. There's going to be a riot. There's going to be... I'm going to get on a plane and fly to Ireland. <laughs> Or, well, is that where they had the writer's room as well? Because if that's the case, the commitment, I guess, because um, I thought they were all in L.A. Uh, I actually I don't know the answer to that question, but I know they film in Ireland, but... Can I just make sure that Adam Strange is part of the show the whole, for the whole run, and then, you know, and Michelle won't have to fly and, and see you. I mean, you know, she's she's very lovely, but I'm just saying, if you make her upset, I, I think then, you know, you, you know <laughs> run. <laughs> run, Cam, run. And there's not gonna be any speed for to save you. Like just you know, just keep Adam as part of the whole show for the rest of the for the rest of this run. Like, like, just let Adam be part of when Krypton blows up. That way we know he's like part of it for, for his whole life. <laughs> I've liked Sean Saipo since he was on um that terrible Marvel's Place reboot. Him and Katie Cassidy were the only bright shining stars on that show. 
and I've always just wanted him to have like a really good like role on TV, and he has one, so do not take it away from me. <laughs> did you, did you guys watch Melrose Place? The Melrose I did watch. I did watch a new one, uh, but I only enjoyed it because of Katie Cassidy. Uh, I didn't realize he was in it, so I guess. Yeah, he was David. Guess, so yeah, I guess I appreciate Katie Cassidy and Sean Suppose in uh, in that show. I, I, I was always making fun of that because I, I know that was that was a show that uh, the showrunners from Smallville left, they left Smallville season eight to go to Melrose Place like we're gonna do this for ten years and then like nope, yikes one season I don't know that, that's what he did he literally they they they, they when the original creators of Smallville left the, those two people and, the, and two other people they became the showrunners of Smallville and then after season eight they were just like no we're just taking out from Melrose Place I'm like okay. I mean, listen, the 90210 reboot did well, so I understand their logic, but... But did it do well? Ever I mean... The OG version, so... Well, I mean, right. They really just shouldn't have tried. So, what... Let's let's think. Let me think. So, did anyone have a favorite episode? I feel like every week we were like, this week is better than last week, so it's <laughs> really disingenuous to, like, not pick the finale, but... <laughs> um, I actually really loved Hope. I thought that was... Mm. to everything else in in you know the, what in the Superman universe like what the L sigil stands for Space Granddad the amazing speech it was it made me emotional it was good I think yeah Andy what about you did you have a favorite episode it's, it's a tie for me I mean I guess I, I, I guess the season finale is a category for itself but for me House of Zod was a really was one, one of my favorite ones because I loved the backstory we got, you know, I, I never realized how much I wanted to know about the the star, you know, I mean about the the house of the, the, the house of Zod, um, you know, lineage or whatever and so on. So I love, you know, I love everything we're gonna see with, um, with, um, with uh, with Jaina and uh, and you know I again I, first of all she's 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 such a badass. I'm like I mean look she she she's an Amazon and a Kryptonian. I mean, I mean, all the words to her and so on. So that was a really strong episode. And, and then we all learned that, you know, that Druzad is Druzad. Although I can't, I still can't use to saying Druzad because I've always called him General Zod. I know. And so because Drew, I'm like, what, what's a Drew? What does Drew mean? <laughs> it's like, it, it, it seems like a half name of something. It's, like it's one half of a name that I'm like, it doesn't sound complete. But uh, that was one of my... Like the one I've gone back and rewatched the most. Yeah, for me, I would have to say. I mean, the finale obviously is amazing. A lot of stuff happens in it. I actually, I really liked episode eight a lot too. Um, is that transfer? No, Savage Night. Because uh, of course, that's when when Adam gets to be the hero. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Adam oh. redeems himself. Uh, Adam was been a hero this whole season. He um, made a say to be. No, but he really, he like, you know, he saves the day. Is that the episode? Yeah, that's, that's Savage Night, right? Yeah. Um, but from I think my favorite is the same as is, is House of Zod. I really, really loved that episode um, for all the reasons you said. Jaina is probably, besides Adam and Seg, is my favorite character. Um, I just really, like, I root for her. You know, even even though, like, in the beginning, you know, she seems kind of like awful to her daughter she really is the one character i think who grows the most throughout the whole season um and where we find her at the end is is just awesome and like so that episode sets her up you know sets up the whole backstory with her brother and like her entire family and you kind of get this this 
idea about what the Zod family is and, and what their legacy is and, and all of that. And you kind of get an understanding of like the psyche of where, where Drew Zod comes from, you know, like we know all this stuff about Superman, you know? So it was cool to have this episode where we really dive into this family and, and just kind of get to see, you know, really what they're all about. Um, and then of course, you know, at the end we had the big reveal that he is in fact, the general Zod that we, that we all know, you know, from the comics and from the movies and stuff. So that episode for me was really, really one of my favorites. I watched it a couple of times. Um, and then, you know, the back, the back end, I mean, like, like Lacey said, every episode we'd be like, wow, this episode was more amazing than the one before. Um, and which is true. I mean, each episode felt like, wow, wow. You know, like, uh, but yeah, um, the finale was amazing also. The ba the whole back end, the seven, seven, eight, nine, and ten were just, like, mind-blowing, I thought. And one thing I wanted to add about episode five, I love that, I mean, this kind of goes for the whole season, is that, with the exception for Drew, I'm, I love how the show never villainized any of the Zod women. That it's like, you kind of see where they're coming from. Because that has always been one of my hesitations about the show going into it. And I go, well, at some point... You know, we're going to start pointing fingers at the Zod people. It's going to be all dareful. Whatever goes down that is bad. But I love the fact that, you know, no, they are making kind of good, compelling cases. Maybe it was just Drew who ended up being effed up as a, and just, you know, it's weird, uh, if that makes sense. I mean, even Drew, up until the final episode, like, he, you kind of, not side with him, but, like, you understand where he's coming from. You know, like, when, when, he, when he, it's first revealed who he is, and we have that whole interaction with, like, him and Adam, and Adam is like, no, you know, like, don't listen to him, he's a bad guy. Like, his whole motivation is to save Krypton, and you're like, all right, I mean, I get that, like, this is your home. You know, like, Adam's trying to save Earth by making sure Superman um, lives, you know? So it's like, they are both kind of have this similar goals, they're just four different places, and they're opposing one another. Um, and so, I mean, it's really, for me, I think it's up until you realize that he's, his main goal is to rule Krypton and then subsequently take over the universe. He's not, his motivations are understandable. Even when he's ready to like throw, uh, Val-El under the bus, you know, he's like, listen, I mean, he's unapologetically honest about that. Like, he's just like, hey, listen, uh, Brainiac wants knowledge and this guy has knowledge and you know what is it to sacrifice one for the many and so I mean I as much as we're all like oh my god you can't take space grandpa what's wrong with you like I I understand his motivation it it, it makes sense on some level so I have like a I have like a split kind of view of this because I think something and I can't put my finger on exactly what it was changed a little bit in the way they were writing him or maybe it's just like once the whole doomsday element got introduced into it, where he was like, let's just release this killing machine onto our home world thing happened. I don't know, because I feel like in the first couple of episodes after we found out who he was, it was a little bit more blurry as to whether he was, you know, the, the super villain we always assumed that he was based on everything else. And I remember we had a conversation that was like, what if he... What if he's really not that bad? Yeah. And then it turns out that he's totally that bad. But 
but I kind of felt I kind of felt like I needed a little bit more of how we got to I'm actually questioning whether you're a bad person to you are creating a fascist like state in your own image so I kind of like don't entirely feel like I get the transition from point A to point B I mean maybe it's just like he suddenly starts succeeding and it all goes to his head but that that's kind of my one problem with that particular arc and it colors a little bit of the way I feel about his motivation for everything else even though I was totally buying into it when we first found out who he was well you know what I think it is for him in 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 his mind right you know he's here to save Krypton and I think in his mind he believes that he is the best thing for Krypton that you know because before you know when he stages a coup and they throw him into the phantom zone at that time he felt like no what i think and what i believe is what's best for krypton so for him he thinks he's doing the right thing you know like he's like in, his motivation is that he believes wholeheartedly that he is the one who should rule and he is the one who will save krypton and bring them to greatness so it's not that he, I don't think he, like, gets corrupted. I think that's always sort of his plan. But I, I don't think he realizes that it's, like, an evil thing. Like, I don't think he, he's not like, um, like, he's not like a Joker or, like, a Lex Luthor who's, like, you know, mustache twirling. You know, like, yeah. just trying to cause chaos or just trying to, like, take someone down. Like, his thing is, like, no, this is what I want to do. And if that means that. Superman never goes to Earth, well, then that's what that means. Like, that's not my problem kind of thing. But he really believes, like, what he's doing is the thing that's best for his planet and best for the universe. Well, that's always kind of been the way I understand Zod and what it is on Smallville or Man of Steel or even here is that he is, you know, he's a general and he is, his goal, number one goal is survival, uh, for not just himself, but for the people, you know, for his troops, for his, uh, for his, uh, his army, whatever. So it's more like, I, I don't know, because, you know, with, you know, like you said, with Lex and Joker, it's kind of more definitive of like, you know, hey, you're, these are really messed up people. You know, they want to destroy things. They are, you know, they're not, they're willing to sacrifice, you know, innocent lives or whatever so for their own gain. But with Zod, I think it's more that, you know, hey, this is what's best for Krypton. And like Michelle said, if Kal-El has to, you know, you know, if we have to take, you know, if Kal has to lose his hero status, then so be it, you know, because at least then this planet gets to live. Right. So yeah, so I one. I think he's, and it's making sad something that some people, like even in the comic community, doesn't give him the the, the credits for the great villain, the complex villain that he is. Because I feel some people are just like, oh, but he's just, you know, they, they look at him more like, well, he is the Neil before Zod kind of person. He is, you know. You know, a big bad, basically. I mean, listen, he's kind of like a Hitler character. Like, 100%. He's not, like, a good person. <laughs> but what I'm saying oh, is yeah, that, like, sure. in his mind, right? So you have to think about it that way. Like, he's not trying to just cause chaos or trying to, like, just create a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, in his mind, he's like, no, this is, you know, Krypton first. You know, like, this is the master race, so to speak, you know? Um, if you're trying to, if you're making that parallel. Yeah. Just that I feel like we got to deal, and I know they wanted to end the season on this line, blah blah blah. But like, I feel like maybe we got to deal before Zod kind of quick. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping in season two when we come back, we're gonna get a little bit of like a fill in the gap of that 
that time. Yeah, because you, yeah, months? you know, okay. I think no, nah, I think it was three months, but or four months, but like some some, some amount of time, right? But like, like the whole season happened in like what three weeks? Yeah, months? yeah, like, like three weeks. It's, right. very, right. it's like two weeks. Like, it's been. It, not much, not a lot of time has progressed since the show started. I, I mean, think because look at Seg's beard. If you look at his beard game, I mean, listen. When that poser first, when when one of the first poses came out, like we saw, he had a full on beard, and then slowly each episode, I saw, oh my god, he's not shaving. Oh my god, this is like happening in the same time span. <laughs> I'm 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 really creepy, Cameron. I'm sorry if you're listening, but like I just noticed that your beard was just getting, you know. Dedication, dedicated, method acting, yeah. method acting. Yeah. It's, it's it's no Chris Evans beard, but it's, you know, it, 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 it was noticeable. <laughs> we don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think I actually tweeted Cameron like during it was either like before the finale or like after the finale or something, and I was like, Seg has really been through a lot in two weeks, like. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, even if it if it's been three months or four months in that that gap between everything that happened and the last thing we saw, like that clearly is enough time for quite a lot to happen. Right. right. And I agree with you. I hope we get to see a little bit of that because I think I said this when we talked about the finale. I don't feel like super great about how I, I feel like I'm supposed to. Be, I'm assuming that I'm supposed to be reading like Lida being kind of like, oh dear, in the background, <laughs> like while her son is, you know, being fascist. But I also don't know how, I would like to know how she got to the place where she's like, all right, this is okay, even though I'm not 100% down with it. Like, I would like to see that. And I really hope, I'm assuming that the show wants me to hope that they are, that they are like, wow, this is messed up. And they're going to try to rein him in in some way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like there's something else happening there, and I agree. So I would like to see what that is. Well, I I, I wonder from a time tra- travel standpoint, like how is Drew even able to, you know, be here now that, you know, now that uh, Seg is in the Phantom Zone? Like I don't. That's the part I'm like. Well, how do how are you even here? Well. So he tells, so Drew tells, so Drew tells Seg that, um, he gets bottled in the original timeline. So what I imagine will happen when yeah. we come back for season two is that Lyda is pregnant. Oh. Now my question is, what does it do to the timeline that Zod is now in the past? Like, is he going to help raise himself? Oh. <laughs> Right? Like, that's... Oh, that's going to that's gonna be so creepy. Well, because you know, I watch a lot of time travel shows, and I guess Krypton is not one of the ones where it's like, oh, no, if you, like, interact with yourself, you, like, destroy all time and space. Right. I feel like maybe he hasn't really thought about this or thought it through, because I'm like, you're not born yet. So, like, by you being here, that kind of, like, throws off your own timeline. Somewhere, somewhere in the universe, Barry Allen is watching it. He's like, you know, and they thought I was a mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, no, but if we get it for me, I'm just like, okay, I get it. He's six, you know, that Seg is his father. But how does it work that he is here if she isn't? I mean, because, oh, my God, is that why they told the story over two or three weeks? Because isn't it that, okay, kids, okay, so. We're going a little bit PG, beyond PG thirteen now. So when when a man and woman you know loves each other very much and they consume, <laughs> uh, it's 
I'm trying to be pedagogical. I'm, I'm trying to be. We've seen oh, them gosh. sleep together twice on screen. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So when a man and a woman, like, no, I'm, I'm caught. Okay. <laughs> you know, they, they had sex in the, in the last two weeks, right? And isn't that really usually the amount of time it takes before, you know, like, a yeah. woman knows? Yeah, exactly. So, like, what if the premiere opens up with, like, you know, like, I don't know if it's going to be in the same, like, you know, it's the same week or whatever, but she's like, you know, I've been throwing up a lot lately, you know, I'm having, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling sick or whatever, and so on. Then she's like, oh, crap, I'm pregnant. And then Drew was like, I said, what? You're what now? <laughs> oh, maybe I should have thought this through. I, don't, I guess, <sighs> see, biology should not be this messed up for, for me. Like, I should understand this better. But yeah, I, I don't know, like, how he's able to be there. And I hope that they kind of, because so far, I think they've done the whole time travel element of the show pretty damn well. Well, I don't, I don't know. This stuff always makes my head hurt. Like, I think I've talked before about how much I love the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but it actually, like, doesn't... It's like where they go to the police station and and Ted's all like, a trash can. Remember a trash can. And the trash can materializes because he remembers... Because later, in the future, he remembers to, like, leave a trash can there or something. But it doesn't make any... It's, I think they call it a bootstrap paradox like which part of that comes first like it doesn't make any sense that like in the future you would know to do that if you hadn't already done it in the past right so it feels like that kind of thing to me like by going back to the past and then changing it like none of this really it, like the question of like how is he existing in his own timeline is kind of moot because he already went back and changed the timeline it just it makes my head hurt so much. But I, I but like if I were a, a betting person on this, that's how I would bet that they would go with it. That this is the new now, like and it changed because he already did it. Because otherwise, it's just like I don't know how you explain all the other crazy stuff that that addressing that would require because it's a lot. Yeah, I'm. I don't try to. Um understand the time travel i just let them explain it to me because when it just hurts my head when i'm like but wait what if yeah all i that's know my is approach. that's my approach to legends of mara this point it's like look legends just do your thing i don't even <laughs> question that if ray suddenly becomes a duck for some reason i won't question it i'm just here for the story you tell it to me yeah i'm just here for the food honestly i'm just gonna quote uh, the sister from uh uh, ever after video. I'm just here for the food. Well, I'm also face. like, and, and in that, in that, I'm super intrigued to like, like Adam is in a bottle, right? So like, how are they going to get, like, he's in the future in the bottle city. So I'm like, how are they going to get him out? And that's where Brainiac comes in. He's like, hmm, see, you, 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 you mofos will meet me after all. <laughs> I'm super excited to see what, um, Val and Nyssa and Jaxer have been up to in that those four months that Druzod has been taking over. Dream team! <laughs> I want to know if Nyssa's dinosaur people, egg has hatched yet. Do we think when we come back, Nyssa will be like, her dinosaur egg will have hatched and she will be carrying the baby around on the backpack? Oh, oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> she just took it out. I'm like, that doesn't seem particularly healthy for a baby, but okay. We had a lot of questions about this. We are like, is that even a baby in there? Is it like a velociraptor? What do you have to plug it in? Does it need charging? Plug it in. How does this work? Yeah. 
I have lots of questions, so I hope they all get answered. The music, oh my god. I hope that Pinar comes back for season two, because she did an amazing job with the music this season. Oh, she better come back, yeah. <laughs> As we were talking well, you know, sometimes, no, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, like, certain, you know, you know this from the CW shows, and you know, like, some writers will change, or, you know, some of the crew, or some of those piece, people just don't come back because they get another job in between, or... So I, I hope we get her back because she did such a good job. I mean, oh, this, the, using the Williams themes and... So well. Uh, when Space Grandpa comes back, I was like weeping. The music. She just does such a good job with it. I think she would back. I mean, usually usually the composer are usually the ones that doesn't change their office. Usually, like you said, like the writer's room or whatever and so on. But I agree that the music in this is, is just outstanding. So, and uh, you know what? Props for them getting a female composer, you know, because we don't see that a lot in, like, in superhero or comic book TV shows. It's usually, like, you know, you know we have Blake Neely on the CW. We have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Beer McCreary uh, on S.H.I.E.L.D. and Constantine and whatever and so on. So I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad there's, you know, they, they got a female composer because it's, it's, it's just, I hope they release, like, uh, the whole season score, like, to do crowded shows on Spotify or whatever. Crypt, one of the things that I love very much about Krypton in the on the show, in the writer's room, everything, the cast, the crew, they're all about the women. They yeah. do such justice to the women. It's one of the they have some of the best written women on TV. We've there's yeah, I think been the women's the yeah. best part of the show. Yeah, like, absolutely. One hundred percent. No offense guys, I love you, but ladies are doing it for themselves. Yep. They get it done. Yeah. For that yeah, guys are not that are not that great. It's fine. <laughs> Which is actually like kind of amazing to me when I when I sit down and I think about it that there are so many, not only so many women who are awesome on that show, but women who are awesome in not the same way. Yeah, like they're they're very individual and very themselves, and they're not part of like here's the checklist for a strong female character like you can be strong and interesting and powerful or whatever adjective you want in certain there in different ways and still be interesting as characters and affect the narrative just as much as the guys do like i don't i i can fully say that i did not out of everything i thought that a, a superman prequel would give me like four different amazing women was not one of those things yeah no same uh, never in a million years. <laughs> like not, I, I was like, well, maybe one woman will be okay. <laughs> but no, they're just incredible. And all in just different ways from one another. I love it. Even in the quote-unquote love triangle. Like, normally, love triangles fall into, like, tropes. You know? And, like, one person has to be particularly awful in order to make the whole thing work. Um, but no, like I mean, Supergirl? It's Sorry. it's just like they they're all great. Like you and I mean we joke about like oh we want to have like this polyamorous society where everyone gets to be together but like the honest truth is that like there's no person that's undeserving of it. Mm -hmm. You know like there's no character where you're like well you don't just like you know you're awful so I don't want to see you end up with, like with the happy ever after and getting to be with you know the person that you want to be with. Like they're all deserving of love they're all really wonderful people and you know in at, at their heart and so it's like 
you you are totally on board for any any variation because it's like no yeah like all of these people totally deserved to be with the person they want to be with i gotta agree because i you know as someone who watches you know like i mean i mean all, all of us watch there or we're showing so it is nice kind of you know, and I, and, you know, I gotta say, Black Lightning did this a good, you know, in a good way too. Where it's like, you know, like, look, these are, these are not teenagers. These are not just, you know, young twenties people. And I feel like these are very mature adults we're dealing with. I mean, I, I know there was a few. I'm not gonna put it just online. I think I think Nista was a little bit too, but there were a few times where there was some kindness, but not to a degree where it's like it feels like the CW. So yeah, but I, I love the fact that it's like you know, like, look, they could end up with either one of them. Or Adam, if he knows what's right for him, and uh, I, I know it. <laughs> and look, and here's the thing: I one thing I really hope they do in season two is that they do introduce, or at least introduce new characters who are LGBT, or establish that one of these characters is LGBT, because I kind of want to see what something like Krypton will do. This with, is I. This is canonically by. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has to. Okay, maybe I missed. It's a really quick, like, throwaway line, which I love because it was so, like, not a big deal. But um, it was when, I think it was when her dad had her arrested and she had to, like, break out and she... Yeah, her and Seg are, like, bonding. Yeah, like, I think Seg asked her something about, like, where she learned how to either fight or handle a gun or something. Somebody will correct me about whatever it is they were talking about. She's like, oh, I had a fight instructor. And she talks about, like, a fight instructor that she had dated who was, like, not, you know, it wasn't super serious or anything, but, like, that's how she learned fighting or shooting or whatever it was. But, yeah, she basically just was straight up, like, yeah, I had a relationship with a woman. It sounded like it was pretty much almost exclusively a sexual relationship with the woman, and it was awesome. Because it was just, like, not a, not one of those, like, we're having a very special after-school special moment where we talk yeah. about how it's okay to, like, be attracted to more than you know, one gender or whatever. It's just like, she's like, yeah, I like hooked up with a girl. It was fun. I think her actual, I'm trying to remember the exact line of dialogue, but I think it was like, she was like, oh, I had a lover in the, in the Sagittarii. I think that's how she words it. And then she, and then she just right after that says, yeah, she taught me how to fight. So it's, mm -hmm. it's like very brief and like, but it, but it's just take, Seg is just like, oh, cool. Like it's not made into like a thing. Yeah, that's why I love that. Yeah. I'm in like, the world of the show, which definitely implies that, like, you know, Krypton doesn't have weak constructs or sexuality constructs or anything. Right. So awesome and helpful for our future polyamorous compound. <laughs> well, I like the idea that, you know, that, that because on Krypton, they have, their religion is, I mean, it is different from ours. Uh, you know, the religion that we have here on Earth. Uh, I love how I talk about Krypton as if it's really it's like, well, on Krypton, out out in space, this is how it's like. Uh, but I love the fact that there isn't any, like, you know, in their religion, from, from what I understand, there isn't any, like, there isn't a part in the Book of Ra that says, you know, um, you know, you know, marriage should just be between a man and a woman. So I, I and I, I, now I hate the fact that I missed that part of when this was said it. So I, I guess I will get, I retract my statement, but I will say that I want to show that if they're going to do any more romance focus, that it would be nice to kind of, you know, Hey, give, give this, you know, like, you know, a female love interest, or something like that, because I, that's something I would love to see, especially, you know, because we've never seen Krypton that kind of explore something like that. Not even, I don't even think the comics have even done that at any point. So, and Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find... Wallace Dave did an interview around the time that this happened, and I'm trying to find it right now, and I can't find it. When I, I'll find it, we'll put it in the, in the show notes or something, but 
she did an interview talking about her sort of take on Kryptonian sexuality and how it worked and how kind of everything I think is, I'm going to use the word fluid because I don't know what other word that I want to use, but I don't think it necessarily means that it's basically just like she did this whole thing about like, they've clearly thought about it about how this, this is all set up in their society and it's really awesome. And of course now I can't find it. So yeah, the wording, she, I know what you're talking about. She used the word fluid, but she said like, they're, they're like, she said gender fluid, but she didn't mean it that yeah, way. She said the way that we, that, that it's sort of like meant in the real world. Right. And then, um, after the thing with Adam, where Adam is in the like Sagittarii dressing room and he like checks out the guy and then he checks out the girl. That's the same episode that he's described Seg as being like tall, dark and handsome or whatever he says legs for days. Um, the <laughs> cast addressed that on Twitter also. And they were saying how like basically Krypton is like a more evolved society in which there is no, um, they don't, they don't have like labels there. There's no like, Oh, you're bi, you're gay, you're straight. They're just, they just are. So that's fine with me. Yeah. I, I'm really glad there is, uh, there's LGBT representation in, uh, in Krypton. And I just hope that Seg will, he will find himself soon and that he will know that, that, uh, the person he's been meant to be with his whole time has been standing right in front of his future. <laughs> I know. I am loving. The more I think about Strangel, I'm like the more I love it. Hey, I love them. They're like my fave. I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not against it. I would read them sick. <laughs> if there's a, if there, I'm not really against any particular pairing. I think if I had to, if I like absolutely had to be like, all right, pick one. I would pick Seg and Nissa, but that's mostly just because I love Nissa more than anything. Yeah, but I'm open to pretty much all shipping inclinations on the show. As long as uh, Jaxer and Daron doesn't get it on, I'm good. Um, I'm already shipping Jaxer and Space Granddad. Like as, out of their like point three seconds of eye contact, <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Because I was really afraid that Jaxer was going to come into the show and be reveal that she was. You know, that she used to, you know, have a thing with Daron, and that she's actually Nissa's mom. Like, I really thought that was happening. But like, she's blonde. Nissa's blonde. Oh, I totally thought that, too. I'm I pretty sure that. everyone thought she was Nissa's mother. <laughs> yeah, because they've been so vague about, like, the sisters and the family. I'm like, well, where are they? Like, talk about, like, a distant, like, family dynamic. If, like, like you know, he, if he's, she's the only daughter that he hangs out with. Well, I kind of get I kind of get it now post clone revelation. I wonder if he was purposely I think it's probably one of two things like either Darren Bex was purposely like keeping her away from the rest of the family because the rest of the family knows that she's not, you know, original recipe Nissa. <laughs> and either, you know, he doesn't want her to know that or they're not cool with it or comfortable about it or something. So I think it's somewhat I, it makes a little more sense to me that we've only heard about all of them and not seen them. Yeah. After that, I would really like to see them at some point in the future, just because I think that whole family dynamic is really weird and interesting. But yeah, like that's that's my personal sort of internal logic for why that happened, is that, is that it's either to keep the info from her or because the rest of the family, maybe the rest of the family doesn't know that he cloned her or they're not cool with it or... I don't know, I feel like... We cloned your sister is an awkward, <laughs> like an awkward family dinner combo. So I can see, I can see maybe trying to avoid that. Yeah, I can't believe she's. I 
when when they revealed that she was a clone, I'm like, I knew there was something up with her when we were talking to her at WonderCon. I'm like, there's this girl is hiding something, and I I was like, but I never thought it was gonna be like, oh, I'm a clone. I was I I I was like, no, I thought it was, it was gonna be more like she maybe, I don't know, like she was on alternate timeline or Krypton that she somehow got I don't know, like she was a time remnant or whatever. But oh, thank God they don't do time remnants on this show because. Lash messed me up after that, but no, I. My one, like, does it mean that we might see more Nissas next season? Like, what if we like they pull all like a you know have like a clone Nissa army, multiple right. Nissas. I'm here for multiple Nissas. See, and then everybody can be happy because like Nissa and Lyra can get together, Nissa and Seg can get together. I stand clones now. That's what I'm doing. I love Nissa. Nissa's like, she's another character who had like a lot of you know she changed a lot over the season, and uh. I just, I really love Wallace Day. Like, I just love that whole character. She's awesome. She's phenomenal. I, um, I n- never realized I was going to be, because when when we first got to hear about these characters coming to the show, I was like, oh, I think Lila will probably, like, probably the most interesting one. They're going to make Nissa, like, the villain or whatever. But, no, I, I, I love both of them. And I'm just like, again, every, I, I told it to, 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 to Val's right in her face. I'm like, to her face, I'm like, you know, listen, I don't know where I stand with you. Like, are you, are you good? Are you bad? Like, do I trust you? Do I not trust you? Like, like, do we get an answer to that? And she was kind of like, she she answered with a riddle, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Uh, no, but I love it. I love that they're, they're, they're not, you know, and it's, uh, again, it's, you know, these are characters, some of these characters are not even from the comics. I love the fact that, you know, they created these complex, interesting female characters that, you know, it's, that, you know, and now one of them can be, we can see multiple one of them, you know, where, you know, instead of going to different Earths, picking up a doppelganger, now we have literal clones. I mean, I have technical questions about the whole clone situation and how that works, but perhaps it's better that, that I don't know. Just go know. with it. Just go with it. Clones, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is a clone. It's fine. <laughs> they said she had, like, enough DNA left over from the accident to make her, so... I mean, which is super gross when you think about it, because that implies that there's, like, not a lot. Yeah. I did feel, and we talked about this a little bit during the episode when we found out that she was a clone, um, that it did sort of change, not change entirely, but a little bit, my perspective on Darren and how he was, like, so ready to murder his daughter. Because I was like, wow, you're a really horrible person. You're going to murder your daughter to save your own ass. But, like... Now knowing that he knew he could just make another one. Yeah, but can he though? Like is there like a is there like a backup drive of this? Oh, oh Lord. I mean, yeah, I mean if he's killing her as long as there's because what what um what's her face? Jaxer says to her is like, Oh, there was enough like genetic material left over for the clone. So I mean if he shoots her, he'll have her whole body. There's plenty of genetic material left over. Uh, I know, I just made it weird. I just made it no, gross. No, this show made it weird. I just made it gross. But yeah, but I was like, alright, I mean, listen, at least he's not, like, a complete, like, completely evil person that he wishes Marty to murder his daughter. He probably was like, I don't want to do this, but this is the only way out of it, and I can just make another one. Yeah, still, still gross. Marty is, like, what I said before of him, like, like, I don't know, I, I wish we knew whether or not the rest of her family knew that she was a clone, or if he 
sort of cloned the small bit of genetic material because she was, you know, his favorite or like, is this something that he did because he couldn't let her go? Like I have many questions about that and it makes me think, it does make me think a little more kindly towards him, but also he's trash. Right. Well, Jack sort of says he couldn't bear like to lose the both of you. Yeah, Darren was. I'm gonna be honest. He was like the least interesting character of the whole of the whole show so, for me so far. That like every time he popped up, I'm like, oh, you're still here. Like I pulling like the ending of like what's that what's that movie called? Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm like, you're still here. Go home. It's over. <laughs> In my room, I'm just like, go away. No one likes you. You're garbage. Delete your account. I don't know. He. I just didn't care for him. He. And yes, now I do see that because I, everyone was putting out that he looked like Russell Crowe. I'm like, no, he doesn't. And then six episodes, I'm like, oh, you know what? He kind of does. I mean, we're pretty much operating under the assumption that the the egg baby is Jor El. We think. Yeah. Wait, wait you mean Cor- uh, the one that's supposed to be Corex? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess that, that could work. But I, I don't know, like when. I mean, we don't know in the comedy like, how long, like, how old Segal was when he first had Jor-El, so I guess... <sighs> Man, I didn't realize how much I was going to think well, about but see, this is biology the... on this damn show. Right, but see, this is the thing. If you go back to, again, what Drew Zod tells Seg, he tells him that he was lost in the bottling of Candor. So, in the original timeline. So that means two things. It means Lyta must be pregnant... And that baby that Nyssa has has to be Jor-El. Because if in the original timeline he is lost during the bottling, that means he's not here anymore. Yeah. So those two offspring have to be... Somewhere. Right. Now, of course, the timeline could have changed. But if if you're just basing it on the original timeline, like... That's, I feel like because he gets sucked into the Phantom Zone or in the original timeline because he got bottled, Nyssa ends up naming Jor-El Jor-El to carry on the House of El. Yeah. I buy that. Instead of Corvax. Before, um, when it just looked like he was going to be sucked into the Phantom Zone and that was going to be the alternative disappearance to the bottling disappearance, the cape came back. So that means him that happening made right. the time correct again. Right. For 30 seconds. For 30 seconds, but yeah. Time travel, it's hard. I wonder if, what Doctor Who would say about this. I know, I guess, the Doctor. I mean, I think it would depend which writer of the Doctor you asked. <laughs> well, if it's Stephen yeah. Moffat, then we know that he would screw everyone over. Well, yeah, Stephen Moffat never really cared about about making sure all of his own rules worked all the time. Oh, no. so, he, made, he made sure he didn't, that uh, the companions suffered at, as, as much as possible. I'm not bitter. <laughs> no, there, there, there's no grudge at all. Um... What do you guys think of Brainiac as a whole? By the way, I was always curious about that uh, when listening to the show. Like, what do you what do you thought of him as a as a villain as a whole after seeing his whole effective season? I thought he was amazing, and I hope we get to see him more next season. I thought like Blake Ritson did such a good job, just sort of like showing like making this character like a character, you know. Um, and then when you when you see him like in full regalia at the end, uh, the the effects and, and you know the practical effects as well as the you know the cg just i mean he was just awesome so i hope we get to see more of him i know i I said this like a million times over the course of this season but like i honestly can't believe how much money the show must have spent on 
prosthetics and CGI and however they made all of this happen because he looked fantastic. Just not, it, he looked real. And I look at some of the other shows and their versions of this do not look real. <laughs> Look, I love that actor who plays them, but the, the makeup is just really off-putting. That I'm like, okay, look, I mean, if you can find a way to make it look cute, that's fine. But he doesn't even do that. But I, again, I I love Brainiac Five, but again, it just uh, it is just damn blue makeup. I'm like, again, I look at Brainiac here. I'm like, why was this not possible over here? It's like, what, is this makeup more expensive or something? I don't know. It well, was... The, half the episodes, I'm sure, also had something to do with it. Right. But it, it, it looked incredible. Although I will say that I kind of wish we'd gotten a little... And I mean, earlier in the season, I was like ride or die for this theory that the voice of Raoul was going to be tr- turned out to be like someone that we knew and it was going to be this whole thing and it didn't at all. But I loved all of the Brainiac as sort of the voice of Raoul stuff. Mostly because I think all the I think the religious elements of Krypton are super super interesting, and I loved how they brought the religious aspect and the sci-fi aspect together with him. And I would have I would have loved if we'd had more time for him to be like creepy cult leader Brainiac instead of sci-fi monster Brainiac. Yeah, I, I thought that was like if I had any criticism against this season, it was that we didn't get enough of of them. Um, of Brainiac, to be honest. I felt like it was too much, you know, just voiceovers and just, like, the, the, the same the, the same shot over and over, like, you know, you know, Krypton, as it is due, whatever he was saying. Like, I felt like that, you know, and then we only we only got to see for, like, two episodes. Like, that's why I would, I mean, again, I guess, you know, because of it, because of the makeup, because of the fashion, maybe it's too expensive to have Brainiac in the show. But it's, like, again, it's, I don't know, he because he just looked so accurate. He looked so like because I I love. Have you guys played ever? Have you guys ever played the Injustice? No, no. Uh, okay, well for me like he looks like exactly Brainiac from from that game. That I was just so impressed by that. I'm like, you know, come on, just give a, give us Brainiac when it's possible. And well, that's interesting, and I would actually really love to know what other people sort of in the Krypton fandom think about this. So if anyone listening has thoughts on this issue, tweet them at us or something, because. I do think one of the best things that the show did was kind of make you think it was a show about Brainiac, but it wasn't at all. Like Brainiac was part of it and Brainiac was there, but like the first four or five episodes lead you to think that, that he is really the sort of overarching big bad, the biggest threat, the worst thing ever, the thing that we're all going to be, afraid of and paying attention to but really the actual story is happening in other places we just didn't know it at the time i think that was really sort of brave and smart because they hung so much of the preseason marketing on the brainiac thing so i would be interested to know if people if people agree with you that that there should have been more focus on brainiac and the threat of brainiac and just how awesome brainiac looks and all of that stuff or if maybe there should have been less of that since that wasn't really the story they ended up telling. I I enjoyed, um, like you said, I enjoyed that aspect of it, that, like, we thought he was going to be the big bad, and then it turned out he kind of wasn't. Um, so, I, I mean, I feel like, also, too, I liked that they sort of held off on revealing him 
Because then when we do finally get to see him in episode nine, I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like if, he, if I had seen him looking like that the whole time, it wouldn't have had the same effect. Mm-hmm. I also just really liked the sort of culty voice of Rao stuff. I thought that was super interesting just from a, a world building perspective. They were, they were some weird people with weird stuff going on. You know what's... Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, what's interesting about that, too, is, like, if you do watch Supergirl or just even in, like, the comics and stuff, um, they they do still worship Rao. Like, on Supergirl, like, Rao is the religion, you know, the person that they follow. Um, And so it's interesting to me when I watch Krypton because I'm like, huh, after all of this, do they still, like, even after, like, if you're thinking about the original timeline, even after Brainiac, like, bottled candor they still believed in Rao I mean I would interpret it as a more of less a failure of kind of how do you use the word god here even though like I don't even I like do they I guess they consider Rao a god so less a failure of like Rao as god per se and more like a failure of his particular prophet mm, like okay the, like the voice was wrong right like not the God that the voice served. That's how, that's how I've chosen to read it. And I, I would say that too, because of, uh, what are the people, the people who live, the people who guard doomsday, the, the, ice, the Sithonites, Sithonites. Why do I blank on that name so much? Yeah. That's, I mean, you're not, you're not alone. I do that too, because I like, it doesn't sound like I, I can't even spell it. But like, they still, I'm assuming worship their whole ice situation. Oh, that's true. They still so, worship Sithana, so... Right. Yeah. So I think it that, that's how I am interpreting it anyway. Helps me sleep at night. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I did... By the way, I did find, like, a hilarious article because I was, like, looking for, like... I just wanted to see, like, what, like, you know, like, like, Rizzo looked like without his makeup and without his brainiac stuff. And I found this hilarious article with the best headline ever. Krypton's brainiac is hot in real life and I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that is the best headline I've ever seen anywhere. But I, I mean, I, I'm I, told I that Supergirl's Brainiac is hot too, but you know that blue makeup is hard to. Yeah, that blue makeup is not helping. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he can pull. I, I'm sure he can pull it off better than uh, Manel, right, Michelle? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just teasing her. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna. She's gonna kill me. Chris Wood uh, is beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. The model. The model is very beautiful. The, the, the beard is distracting. That's why I'm calling him Beardell. Uh, but uh, no, I. They. they by the way, oh, just on the side note, they they mentioned Daxum on on Krypton this season. I felt like I heard them. Some one one of the characters re- referenced them somewhere. Um, yes, when they are, uh, when they're in the episode, God, I think that's episode two or three, when Adam is trying to, um, find the, uh, what is it, the sentry, when he's in, like, that mm-hmm. marketplace, and he oh, goes and asks, that. he's talking to that guy, and he's like, oh, this is like a Daxum blade. He, like, quickly drops it. We talked about this one that happened during the episode, um... So I know in one of the comics, the, and I think this is the way that they explain them on Supergirl as well, that the Daxamites are from Krypton and they leave Krypton and go form their own society. So, 
um, you know, on another planet. So I guess in on on Krypton and in the show canon, they probably are still there and haven't left yet. Question mark. <laughs> well, it'd be funny to see like a like a young Terry Hatcher and whoever played her husband on the show. That would be funny. <laughs> well, you know what else Tom, would be funny I'm, is I'm that Tom Welling shows up on the show at some point because I want some small people too. Is yeah, so, sorry, what were we saying? Oh no, I was gonna say, um, you know, it could also be that like. Candor is the only city that doesn't believe in aliens. You know, we don't know what they believe in Kryptonopolis or Argo City. They're they they're not connected. You know, like they're not they're not governed by one thing. They're separate entities. So it's possible when we when we get to um, you know if we ever get to see Kryptonopolis or or Argo City that they uh, that they've always believed in aliens or something. I do. I hope we. You know, what, that's what one of the things I'm hope very excited for for season two of Krypton is that we can hopefully like visit other cities. You just kind of just see, because first of all, whoever does the special effects and like the big and visuals on this show, Emmy nomination, please. And but secondly, I kind of just want to see what they would do with different cities in Krypton, but also kind of explore those societies. Like, what if we go to the like? What if I don't know if this is how they did it in the comic, like. But what if all the Daxons, you know, like you said, are still in Krypton, but they're all in one specific city? Because then we could have, you know, have clashing of ideologies, I guess. That right. would be interesting. I think Darren says there's eight cities at some point in the show. I think he mentions that there's eight different cities. That's so, that's so few. It feels like... Now, Krypton's a small planet then. Well, I you know, it's, it's, a... it's covered in ice, so there's not a lot of room for, you know... To, for construction. Hey, people live in Krypton, though. Like, they gotta make a dome, you know, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, look how many people live in, in Canada City, though. Like, it, that's like, yeah, it's a, I'm making air quotes here, like a city, but it's kind of like a, like a continent city. Yeah. Way too much time thinking about how this planet is put together. <laughs> no, but listen, but listen, that's what I love about the show that it makes you think. In like you know, like with you know, not to bash some of the CW shows, but so, but like, like something I don't like how it makes me think like in a more frustrating way. But with Krypton, it makes me think of like you know, like you know, it makes me it, it makes you think like very intelligent. Like you know, what what does it? How does it work? What does it feel like? Like how does it? How was its form? How was it? How was its society shaped or whatnot? Because these are I mean, think that these are aliens. So, you know, it's, you're, I mean, I think we're doing the right thing of asking and wondering and so on. But uh, I'm trying to look up, like, a whole list of that. Because you said there were eight cities on Krypton. I'm trying to see what the other fours are. Because I know of Kandor, Argo City, Kryptonopolis. And then there's something called uh, Vat Volo Island or something like that. I can't find other fours. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to travel to Krypton and just, like, hang out there. Like affordable, so I'm like, okay, you guys, you know, you guys do well. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know if canonically there's eight cities, but that was just what Darren says in the show. Oh, okay, um, my bad. But I thought it was like, I thought it was like, you know, like Canada or something. Um, I'm looking at these maps that we were sent by one of our listeners. Oh, that's awesome. So it looks like on this map, let's see, there's are these cities? I'm so confused by this map. Kilgore's Village. What's that? Uh, that sounds pleasant. So it looks like there's a place that's called, um, uh, spelt X-A-N, Zan. Then there's Urkol, 
Strau. We gotta work on our naming conventions. Argo guys. City, Kryptonopolis, Candor, Lurvon. I don't know. This map is confusing. Wait, what's this map say? Let's see. There's a Kryptonian zoo. Ooh, I hope we get to see the Kryptonian oh. zoo. Oh my god, I that that was something I was really looking forward to because I you know because even though it's not part of DCU, you know, they're borrowing a lot from Man of Steel, but we never saw any of those animals that we saw in the movie. So I hope we, um, look, sorry, sorry, like you spoiled it. There are Kryptonian animals on the Krypton and Man of Steel. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, alert. So it, oh, oh, spoiler alert. It blows up. They die. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, I can confirm it exclusively. I was there. Okay, so the, I have. And then Adam Strange came. <laughs> manly arms. Let's see. There's Urkel, which is the oldest city on Krypton. There's Antarctic City, which is built under the ice. There's Vathlo Island. There's Jarat, which is a ghost city. Whatever that means. Like, I, oh, see, my gut says probably that means abandoned, but I also want it to be filled with ghosts. Yes. There's Kandor. Um, Kryptonopolis. There is apparently an undersea palace, Ooh. Fort Roz, there's Atomic Town, Argo City, there's Bocos, which is an independent island of thieves, and that looks like it's it. There's the Lost Valley of Jeru, unexplored, no pictures available. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on the map. No pictures available. No, no photographs. No pictures available. No pictures available. Uh, all right, so that's it. Those are all the cities. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of locations that I do want to see, that I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to see in the Seeds of Anatomy, given its name. I want to see the Phantom Zone. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what that looks like. I mean, I'm guessing next season we'll get to see it because we got to get Seg out of it. Well, unless they do a cop out, like just be like, you know, we're just gonna, he's just gonna show up, at, like you know, the portal opens up again, and he's, you know, he shows up with like a longer beard, and like he's like, man, what if he comes at like all like too mature, or whatever, and so on. It's true. I mean, time and space does not exist in the Phantom Zone, so. Although Drew made it very confusing in the finale, where he's like, well, for you it would take like like he like he just popped into the Phantom Zone and just pop dragged you know, uh, Bala like in like two seconds, and I'm like. But didn't you just say? Never mind. No, he said he said it'll it could take me weeks, but it'll be it'll be seconds for you. It'll be instantaneous to you. Oh, see, I took it as a whole different way. I thought he was like just you know slamming, saying like, oh, you would never find your way in there. Well, he says that to him. He's like, no, I'm gonna go in because there's no way you're gonna find it. He, but he says he's like. I'll be right. Like he tells them, "You're. I will instantaneously be back." But it will feel like for me, it'll be. It could be weeks or months, because the fans. Yeah, what say it looks like because the set. I mean, you guys watched. Did you guys watch uh, Smallville? No, I did, but I did not finish it. Okay, well, on Smallville, they did the fan. We we got to visit the fan a couple of times, but it was basically like this like this. How do I describe it? It was like basically like. Uh, like the sand world, like it was like you know basically you know, it was like it was a, it didn't feel bad. Like it was the the film that they would use for you know like when they were filming with the song was like it was always like very like white and gray. Like it almost looked like, like it was like, it, it looked like a ghost world in many ways. So uh, and um, and we didn't ever see it in Man of Steel either, I guess. So I hope that I hope that on Krypton like we actually you know not only did we get to see it but they flesh it out in a way 
where it can you know it can be its own thing. Because I, I was really, because I felt like well you called it the Phantom Zone like, then why it just just you know you didn't show it. I thought that was like my only point with the Phantom like well you shouldn't have called the Phantom Zone then if you weren't gonna show it to us. Well, but somebody comes out of it and somebody goes into it. I mean, I get it. I kind of picture the Phantom Zone to look like Mordor. I picture it to look like the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? I never, I didn't see it. Oh, the Phantom Zone is in the Lego Batman movie. It's like all oh these. My, oh my god, I need to see this. And all these, you know, different villainous characters from all over, not just DC, you know, they live there in the Phantom Zone, and it's like fluffy white clouds of nothingness. It's, <laughs> the Lego Batman movie is excellent, by the way, I have to say. See, I'm I'm but pulling up the clip right now to just see. I see the uh, the fan zone with Lego pieces, and I was like, "What's this, what's this?" Godzilla is in the Phantom zone in the in the Lego movie, so <laughs> like anything could be in there. But can you imagine, like, if they did like a Lego movie for the for Krypton, like all the characters in Krypton form? It would be adorable. Then you know, like I don't know, I, oh. Cameron Wells, I know you're listening. Make it happen. Like, write a, write a little short, put it, give it to one of our animation. And we'll be fine. Do it. Yes. Watch it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Focus it. We're focusing up again. Does anyone have any 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 season one wrap up thoughts they would like to share? Um, I just really I have to I have to express again that I I like barely even really wanted to watch this show and <laughs> and and it's like and it somehow became my favorite show I've watched all season. Like, when I sit there and I think about every show that's been on this year, I, it's my favorite. Like, that and, like, This Is Us. But... Different, different stuff. Very different. But, I mean, oh, but hands down, if we're talking only superhero shows, it's, it's by and large the best one I've watched all season. Um, that would be followed closely by, like, The Gifted... Gotham and Legends of Tomorrow. None of the other things. Um, Not even Black Lightning. Oh, Black! Oh my gosh, Black Lightning! I forgot about Black Lightning. I'm sorry. Yes, and Black Lightning. Um, but this, this I think was was a 100 my favorite. I mean, the ten episodes, the I mean, the storytelling was just so good. It was just so well written. I was so impressed with how it looked. I mean, and, like it, it ticks off all of the boxes. You know, like it looks great. It sounds great. Every single actor on the show is good. Every single character on the show is good. The story is good. It was suspenseful. It was surprising. It was jaw-dropping. I mean, it was just like everything that you want a TV show to be, this show was in season one. And so I hope that it has the same, you know, that it's the same next season. Um, I have confidence that it will be close to it. Um... But, you know, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a really happy surprise and, you know, not just, not just the show itself, but even getting to do this podcast and stuff, is, it's just been great. Like, it's like something I didn't expect and, and I've really enjoyed all of it. Um, I have to agree in the sense that I was like, well, this show is probably going to be fun. It's probably going to be kind of cheesy, but it'll be a good time. I didn't really, I was, I wasn't 
I, I tend to always find the first seasons of things to, to take a little while to get going, to, to find their feet. And I was ready to like cut the slack and be like, all right, it's fine. We're going to do it. It'll be okay. And it was so much beyond every expectation that I went into watching it with that I, I am surprised and happy and it just, I want more people to watch this show, not just because I like the show, but because I want more people to be surprised by it like I was. I think it's a really just gutsy, brave little piece of science fiction, and it takes a lot of risks, and it expects its audience to be able to pay attention and keep up with it and roll with these crazy things it's going to throw at you. And, and all of those things are not common in television today. And I think that it deserves a lot of of applause and praise and everything good for for being willing to be such a different show than I thought it was going to be. Because I'd be like a Superman prequel. It'd be so easy to just kind of like, all right, we're going to check the boxes of all the things that people know about Superman. Therefore, we should put in the show somewhere. And they did not do that at all. And it's, really brave I think yeah Annie any final final thoughts yeah like like you guys said I love how surprised I was with what what this turned out to be because I like I said when I heard it was announced like four years ago I was kind of like like really is this a show that Saga really wants to like like out of all the DC properties they could have done why this one and, but, you know, I've been proven wrong, you know, like, in that, in that, you know, every, every time there's more news or there's been an episode or whatever, so I'm just like, there's, this is, this was so worth it. I, you know, and I, I'm a little bit sure, like, I even like, you know, this is some of the best accomplishments we've had. Like, I mean, I, I even say, again, I'm, I'm calling Krypton and Black Lightning as part of like, uh, this new era called new, hashtag new DC TV, because this feels so evolved from what we've been getting in the last couple of, you know, couple of five years now with the, the these TV shows. And I just, I'm loving every bit of, uh, of this, you know, there's so many, you know, like there's with the exception of Darren, because he's just trash. All these kids are so great. Like there's like, you know, I want to follow all our stories. You know, I, I even want to learn more about Cam and Devam and so, because I feel like they didn't get to do much this season, sadly, but, uh, but no, but it's like, again, there's, and, and the thing is, even though it is, quote unquote, a Superman prequel, this can, this show can still pull so much from the DC unit. I mean, like, heck, we can go to Fangar next season, or Ran, or even Mars and meet the Martians, or Owa, like, meet, you know, like, maybe not a Green Lantern necessarily, but see the, the Gardens of Owa, for example. Like, there's so much they can, like, they can, ex- because some of the other DC shows, and even the uh, DC movies, they don't explore the, the cosmic side of what DC has to offer. So that's what I feel like, you know, like, you know, this show could go, hey, this show could go on for 10 years and we could explore so much from the world of DC while we also, you know, keep falling in love with these crypt- crypt- Kryptonian characters and all that. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to just watch this show because, you know, hey, we could see Vanguard or we could see, you know, whatever. So I want to follow, you know, Segel's story. I want to follow all these characters, you know, and... And again, I, I think also one reason I love this show so much is because of the cast. Like, you know, I mean, hey, I, following Cameron, uh, Cameron Cuff on social media and seeing his big passion for Superman and all things DC 
has a, that's probably been one of the best experiences of this uh, of following this show, and because he, I mean, guys, he is. <laughs> when I met him at WonderCon, not kidding, he was. They were posing like with the like Krypton like poses whatever in the background. He has a Superman T-shirt on that's like that like the, with the, with the England colors on it, and he's wearing glasses. And like it, you, you could not be more Clark Kent slash Superman if, even if you tried. Like, this was like like it's it, again. I even told him like, you dude, you should do the shirt rep because this is spot <laughs> on. Uh, that's how nerdy he is. And uh, so yeah, like I I, I agree with Lisa. I, I wish more sh- people would sh- check it out because I, I remember last year at the our big DST Pygas Assembly show during the fundraiser event. And remember, like, we were talking about, because I was talking about, you know, we have new DST show coming about Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. And almost everyone on that panel was kind of like, you know, why do we need Krypton? Like, you know, I remember, I think Morgan from Super Bowl Radio, she was like, you know, like, Krypton, I'm like, it blew up. What what is what else is there to tell? And I'm like, girl, what, not, like, fast forward a year later, I'm like, girl, there is so much more than just it's, it just blows up. What, what else is there to tell? Because there's so much you can tell with the show. So I hope that if you know if we get a chance to talk about it on the assembly show this year, you know I was gonna say so. Did you guys give Krypton a chance? What did you think? And I want to see if, if they come with different answers because, yeah, I think this is a show people should definitely be watching. So I hope that people, I hope that Sci-Fi just keeps reminding their fans and, and like new people throughout the whole year, even though we don't we're not gonna have any more episodes on air. You know, you know that Krypton is around. I do read ones like you know, like make sure. You know, I, I like. Did you guys watch the marathon that was on that Saturday before the finale? Because I I watched it. I woke up early just to watch that. I didn't watch it, but I watched every one of these episodes like three or four times. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how good they are. So yeah, I I hope the Krypton fandom just blows up next season. Like I want, like I want really people to know about this show. So I hope the Comic Con can help that out. Um, with that in that regard. No, I agree. Just... I hope it blows up as well, but I hope it blows up with really nice people. All those evil people yes. who are, are like shouting at Kelly Marie Tran can please stay out of the Krypton fandom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, very I'm very disappointed with the Star Wars fandom this week. I. It's damn. Yeah, that was really disappointing to have to see that. All of the so. gross, ugly people who just want to like scream and yell about how this isn't my thing or this isn't what I wanted, you can feel free to see yourself to the side. Yes. <laughs> we are not accepting your applications. What Michelle said. We're we're not we're not taking your applications, sorry. Um Andy, tell us about what the uh the net the network is doing, the uh charity podcast. Yes. So on Saturday, June thirtieth, uh it will be somewhere in like like the morning it, it, I think it will be somewhere around ten AM Pacific slash one PM Eastern. We we don't don't quote me on it because we haven't set the times yet. But on uh, on Saturday, June thirtieth, we're going to be doing our annual charity event that we do for the whole network, and we've been doing it since our first year, uh, where we come together, all of us podcasters in the DC Wide Network, and we raise money for a great cause, a great organization, and 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 then yeah, and Podcast will this year, in fact, you know, because we had just announced Lightning Podcast, Crypto Podcast, and Times Podcast right before the event, so we didn't put it into the schedule at that point, but this year, you know, like since all three podcasts have now been doing episodes or whatever, you know, all three of them will be part of the event, uh, along with Quiver, Flash, Super Great, Legends of Marvel, and, and etc. So, Saturday, June 30th at Mixler.com, 
slash DCT podcast. That's where we're going to be doing a live event. So it's not video, but it is audio. So you can get it on your phone and App Store and Android. And so we will be doing, I guess, around nine to 10 hours of of podcasting for each podcast. And so, you know, we're going to announce shortly what that uh, cause will be and have a full schedule available because we're just I'm just we're discussing all of those hosts and seeing you know, what show is going to go first and so on because we're not going in a particular order we're just going with whatever works the best for each uh, for each of the podcasts and whatnot so th- marking your calendars Saturday June 30th and and then um, yeah be ready for some awesome DC podcasting because we have so much fun doing these uh, events every year and each year we've kind of you know I mean we've grown I mean we three four years ago we started out as just four podcasts now we're up to like nine or ten or something and i've lost count at this point so please join us on june 30th and uh yeah just you know be you know, and the laughter is so much fun because we actually get to you know because we get we get feedback on social media and so on, but we actually get to engage with fans and listeners throughout the day in the live chat and so on. because us hosts we like even if we're not on air some of us we some of us are in the chat to engage with you guys and take questions and all that so so please do uh, do come and be ready on June 30th. Awesome. And keep a lookout on your feeds. We're, um, Lacey and I are going to be tweeting out stuff. And, um, you know, we're going to be back with some other some other things, some other different podcasts. Like I think we mentioned before, we want to sort all the characters into Harry Potter houses. And we're going to do an episode where we talk about Man of Steel and things like that. If you have any ideas for us or things you'd like us to talk about or cover, you know, while we're waiting for Krypton to return to us next March, um, email us or, yeah, hit us up on, on Twitter and let us know what you want us to talk about. If you want us to talk about, like, other shows we watch, we could do that, too. Whatever, whatever you guys want to hear, tell us. Um, and yeah, uh, guys, tell them where they can find you on, on the interwebs. And you're our guest, you can go first. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you for so much for having me on. And also just, Thank you for all the great work you guys have done with this podcast. I think you, it, you guys definitely, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to embarrass them a little bit. You guys have, you know, uh, done a really good job with this podcast, you know, since taking it over and so on. And I, it's like, it's, for me, every week, it's a must listen for me. Uh, I try not to pick favorites among the podcasts that I produce and so but you guys, I mean, I, you know, every week, I'm like, as soon as Crypto Podcast is up, I'm like, I'm going to listen. And, you know, whether they're talking about, you know, the show or Chris Evans' awesome beer <laughs> or how Lazy needs to watch Man of Steel. It's I'm you guys. I'm really ha- honored to have you guys part uh, of our family and so on. That you know because you guys are doing a phenomenal job. So um, definitely pat yourself on the back and every time, anytime you can because you are you guys are doing a awesome job and I um, couldn't be prouder. So uh, that's why I'm like that's why I'm so frustrated that Sci-Fi is making us wait till next year because I'm like I just want to hear him talk about the show again like new episode. But no, but I'm definitely. Looking forward to your yeah, hard because that was more things to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, 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 yeah, just you know, just, just don't go. Only stay here. <laughs> Make more episodes. Uh, but listeners can find me on the Flash podcast and Times podcast, uh, which is part of the DC Podcast Network. And uh, I'm also co-hosting the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast over at the Fun Cry Network, which that you can find at sabrinapodcast.com. I uh, on social media, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andy Rebacht, which is spelled B H B K H T. Uh, I also do fi- write things for the hashtag show and fan sided, and I run the mall port, and uh, and then I also help just run the the entire of the DC by design work. So, not that busy, just a little bit. Well, I'm glad you let us do this. I've had the most fun 
doing this podcast this season and I can't wait for season two and I can't wait for all the really ridiculous things that I'm sure we're going to do between now and season two. <laughs> um, it's going to be, it's going to be something. <laughs> if there's an episode, if there's an episode about how clone, like how to do cloning on Krypton, I know like, okay, we're going, we're taking, we're, we're really taking to the next level. My Nissa manifesto, make your own clone army. That's what I'll be working on. Um, as for me, you can find me on the interwebs at Lacey MB. It's L-A-C-Y-M-B. I'm pretty much that username everywhere because it was my original AIM name and it just stuck. Um, I spend a lot of my time hollering about things on Twitter, so please come yell about them with me. Uh, I write at a bunch of different places around the internet, primarily these days. I'm covering Killing Eve at Fan Sighted, and I am doing, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Like, it's summertime, so it's nice. I don't have to do it. <laughs> the Flash is on hiatus, so I'm covering Reverie for Telltale TV now. Um, Jury's still out on that one, folks. But mostly, I just am on Twitter, and I love new friends, so come be my friend. <laughs> she said sadly. She said <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at MimiC1019. That's M-I-M-I-C-1019. Uh, you'll find me writing over at TV Source Magazine. I usually review Krypton and Riverdale. Both of those are on hiatus now, so I will probably randomly be shouting about something. I don't know what uh, over there. Um, you can also find me on the hashtag TV Geek podcast. That's my podcast that I host with two of my friends where we talk about all kinds of different geeky things. We just did an episode where we talked about um, Solo and Deadpool 2. And next week, I think we're going to be talking about all the season finales of the uh, superhero shows. And you, if you like soap operas, I don't know if we have a cross audience here, but if you like soap operas, you can find me on the TV Source podcast uh, where we talk about the, the week in soaps. Um, also, sometimes I'm on the Soap Countdown podcast as well. Um, and on that note, you can visit kryptonpodcast.com for all the latest news, photos, trailers, descriptions, and more about Krypton, along with the latest episodes of the podcast. You can follow the podcast on social media at Krypton Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Like I said, um, you know, Lacey and I will be tweeting and everything, so please come talk with us. If you have questions, thoughts about Krypton, etc., email us at kryptonpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys want to see next season, wish lists, things like that ideas for the podcast while we're on hiatus um you can subscribe to the krypton podcast on apple podcast stitcher radio and google play and while you're on itunes if you could hit us up with some five-star reviews that would be great i did want to give a thank you to um lenny x1 omar rajaj travi baby and barry 1960 you guys all gave us five-star reviews since Lacey and i took over and we really appreciate your feedback and your comments um Thanks, yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, like we've mentioned before, you know, we took this over from other people. So some of the comments were a little mixed. So you guys have done a good job of bringing our rating up. So we really, really appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate your listenership. And like I said, we love chatting with you guys. So uh, you can follow the whole podcast network at DCTV, um, DCTV podcast network at DCTVpodcast.com. Um, you can find that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can scribe, subscribe to the mega feed where all the podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.